0: The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Eric Brown, Neo Reality Collective. Been a while, been for about two or so weeks, three weeks originally there was a plan to release the episodes I had and then I had and then everything got out of control I had to go through some things I focused on my resting for a little bit more and then the weather got bad and well um yeah it, it was a heavy amount of weeks and then when I realized things were going late on this I realized okay I'm gonna have to cut some things, compress everything. Like I had a multitude of articles and stories I wanted to cover. And then it, then as the weeks went by, it started to become less and less relevant, even though I had some topics I wanted to talk about and add to the conversation. And then, What was originally like about 80, about five more episodes got compressed into three, especially since the 75th anniversary, 75th episode of Milestones coming this way. And I wanted to prepare for something big on that front. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff I've talked about that uh, didn't really get talked about that I was hoping to do. Um, I've mentioned it on Twitter, but really I wanted to talk about stuff in audio format. So stuff that happened in June will still be brought up, and there will still be some other stories I need to cover to really get back in the swing of things. And then when I get to the Milestone episode, I got some plans, and a new logo has already been made, and you'll start seeing that down the road soon, and then I have some other series of videos coming. <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's pretty wild. So... Let's talk about the biggest thing that happened back in June. Secret Invasion started and it recently only recently ended. And the opening of the of the show is uh, is strange. So a lot of people notice this weird the, the weird opening. I saw images I have not watched Any superhero flicks or movies or TV for a while. I haven't even watched My Adventures with Superman and I've been trying to get back into that, but there's just so much content. I just want something self contained and maybe I'll go back into it with My Adventures with Superman. But when I heard this, I was just stunned that even after the strike that's currently still ongoing, they went and did this, as if to somehow justify everything that the strikers of the Hollywood strike was doing. The Marvel Cinematic Universe for many lost traction from this because Secret Invasion's opening credits was made in AI. So, Marvel had to come out, Disney also came out, that this was apparently an intentional creative decision from Marvel Studios, saying it's supposed to look oddly, deliberately odd and twisted, showing it a handful of vanilla places and faces being warped and overcome by scrolls. Okay. Here's the thing, but why do you need AI? Why not just get artists to draw the Uncanny Valley? Like. Here's the thing. Th- they try to say that they brought artists on board with this. But they still but the foundation of it is still the sketchy AI usage. It's just why would you bring this in when the strike is going on that relates to artificial intelligence and that concern that you Hollywood elites will wipe them out with it, which is proven true at this point. Why would you do that? And like they just kept making up excuses and I was just like but you kept but you use artificial intelligence I get you're trying to make a, a statement with it like they tricked a bunch of people into believing this is the statement that it's supposed to look creepy odd inorganic off synthetic because aliens are invading your secret invasion and all that but there are other ways you could have went with this that doesn't involve using artificial intelligence you could have hired CG artists to make Uncanny Valley stuff. You could have had regular artists make Uncanny Valley stuff. It's just, or or, or or do something different. Where there's now, or why not just remake the intro of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, except replace the the heroes for scroll imagery? That would have been interesting. Or, or just not do an intro at all to really set the tone that this is not the same Marvel Cinematic Universe of of cringy Marvel humor. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that had happened. And, and, and they kept saying, and like I said, they kept saying that no artist's jobs were replaced, even though Disney's now recently hiring people in the wake of these strikes. So, that's thrown out the window. But it was just a bad time all around. I was going to watch Secret Invasion and then I just quit before I even started because I was like, no, I can't support this. I I, I can't support this. Like, I had a friend who I do artwork with. uh, He said that he wasn't going to watch it because of what happened. So, speaking of that, uh, speaking of Hollywood productions, the Last of Us HBO show happened and... Matthew McConaughey was revealed, he was originally set to play Joel, but, uh, like the showrunner Craig Menzin revealed McConaughey was once in running for the starring role of Joel, saying I actually never talked to, I, I tried to pronounce his last name, I failed, so it's Ali, that's his last name, I did talk to Matthew and I wouldn't say that he was serious, it was more like, hey, here's something we can talk about, and ultimately went to The Mandalorian, and I have not watched The Last of Us, mostly because I was like, okay, are we going to break the timeline off, or are we going to... They said Season 2 would rumoredly, apparently, feature the entire the of the Season 2 of The Last of Us two, Part 2 Which I'm strictly against, not because I haven't played it or think it's bad. It's just like you have an opportunity here to do what the games didn't do, which was show what happened between Last of Us Part 1 and Last of Us Part 2 and really show the growing development of the characters and showcase how certain things have happened that motivate other characters that would eventually set to like season three. You could have waited for that, but I think they're trying to go with the numbering thing. So, if that's the case, then they might as well just end it after season two until the next game comes out, if they make one. So, the DCU has talked. The James Mangold has talked about his upcoming DCU film Swamp Thing, and it said and they had to. And even though James Gunn also said this, he said that that Swamp Thing will be like it's more self-contained, but will ultimately be growing into the more of the main DC universe story. Uh, speaking to Variety, the director of um, of Logan and Indiana Jones: for Dial Destiny, he's saying that um, his take on Swamp Thing will be different from a lot of recent DC or even MCU films and say it will be a simple clean gothic horror movie and it won't be created with a greater franchise in mind so pretty much it's going to be like okay we're going to make one movie and we're going to tell that movie story if we make more that will be that will be a later conversation but we want to go ahead and tell this story And Mangold even said this in the, in the interview. Well, I'm sure DC views Swamp Thing as a franchise. I would we'll be viewing it as a very simple, clean gothic horror movie about this man monster. And sticking to that idea, he's, he's been touring for years with the idea of making a kind of Frankenstein movie, saying he's been working on it since April. But he said he called DC himself when Gun and Saverin took the reins to put his name in contention and into the greater DCU project. Now, I am excited for this, but I would have also would like, so wait, are you going to take ideas for the other Swamp Thing TV show that happened? Uh, like, I would I, I would have honestly, I think you could have made the first season focus be readapted into a movie. But uh, yeah, uh, that was just my two cents on that. Also, uh, Superman Legacy had a big update. Uh, two, they have gotten their new Lois Lane and their new Clark Kent. Hooray! We have the new Lois Lane Clark Kent! And there were other castings that were announced over the subsequent days and weeks. I'll talk about that a little bit after the 75th episode. Uh, you'll see what I'm talking about soon. So, yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, has done a pretty damn well job in the box office, coming into, th- coming into Blu-ray and DVD soon in 4K, and it's pretty much going to be awesome. Uh, Across the Spiders also had crunching. And a new report from Vulture, four animators who left the project described particularly difficult working conditions on the project with numerous revisions as well as 11-8 hours, 7 days a week. Okay, so the animators talk to Vulture, and this is what happened. As producer, Phil overrides all the directors. They are obviously in charge of directing, but Phil has a note that contradicts their note. His note takes precedence. They have to do what Phil says, so there were constant changes and cuts. With Phil Lord, nothing is ever final or approved. Nothing was ever really set in stone. Nothing was ever done. Everything was just endlessly moving beneath our feet because they wanted it to be the best that it could be. According to one, uh, Do- according to the animators, Dos Santos, Thompson, and Powers were overshadowed by Lord, who saw final approval on every sequence of the movie. And his longtime partner Miller was said to be absent for mo- much of the production. Uh, man. Now, it was also says that. When it comes to Spider Verse, at least, Lord is reported to have struggled to conceptualize 2G sequences during the early planning stages, preferring to edit fully rendered work instead. Which is kind of insane and the animators and crew members were talking about this former animators were talking about how that was all crazy uh how has easy to make movie just say don't plan anything the second animator added you tell you always come up with stuff create the footage and then i'll decide which direction to go it's easier to do that way but it's very destructive and time consuming and considering they had to use six different styles and it was originally supposed to debut before getting delayed twice Entertainment Weekly claimed it was due to pandemic-related stuff. However, the four animators say they were hired in Spring 21 and sat idle for about three to six months while Laura tinkered with the film in the layout stages. Something like 90% of the shots in the trailer are not in the movie, re-engineered, or re-animated, had different characters doing the same thing. It was purely a sequence of cool ideas that made us slap together while they rested the production. Oh, damn. So, despite the positive stuff that it had and the story told, yeah, it was a big big strain on the on the writers and, and animators. And considering where beyond the we was supposed to be like, okay, we finished wrapped up production, we got to start number 3, and the strike happened and now it's delayed indefinitely. And I'm just like, can we just Pay the writers and artists and animators and fairly and not risk ai stuff no oh damn it so henry cavill uh was almost was almost agent 007 uh during an interview with the express the filmmaker of martin campbell revealed new details about henry cavill's 007 Sweet, just saying he looked great in the audition, his acting was tremendous, and look, if Dale didn't exist, Henry would have made an excellent bond, he looked terrific, he was in great physical shape, very handsome, chiseled, he just looked a little young at the time back then. Uh... Yeah, so, basically, and famously, Henry Cavill was just missed out on the role of 007 back when the casting for the 2006 hit Casino Royale took place. The role, of course, went to Daniel Craig. However, Campbell thinks that simply Cavill simply missed his time to play the iconic British super spy. At the time, Cavill was only 23, so his casting would have made him the youngest Bond yet. It was ultimately down to, and this is why I've been told, it was just down to me and Daniel, and I was the younger option. Uh, Henry Cavill said, if you were Josh... They obviously went with Daniel. And I think it was an amazing choice to go with Daniel. I probably wasn't ready the other time. I think Daniel did an incredible job over the past movies. So I'm happy they made that choice. And since Daniel Craig is gone after the events of No Time to Die. Uh. Uh, yeah. I would be like, Kid, so, are we going to get Henry Cavill? Uh... So apparently they apparently Henry, there there's a chance Henry could still play it but there's also a chance that it's not and they want to look for someone younger which Henry Cavill was almost perfect for but sadly he's 40 now and by the time they're done with the third one inevitably he'll be like about 50 or so Yeah and they're aiming to be a complete reinvention of the series, and it's reported that the producers are looking for someone younger for the role, ideally in their thirties. So Henry Cavill's out. Damn. It he would, would have been a great Bond. I, I think he really fit the role. Heck, I heck there was another actor who was who was considered for the role, but then black race then races went ahead and ruined it because he's black and therefore he can't be James Bond because James Bond is a white British guy. And I was like, oh my god. They're not even canon. All these movies take place in, like, their own separate little universes. So, yeah. So, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, speaking of massive sp- 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 spy films. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And the director just talked about the decision to split it into two parts, saying, We knew the movie was so big, and rather than trying to contain it all into our movie, we just very early on said, Let's break this up into two parts, a lot of characters, a lot of action. It was a very big story that needed two parts. He also told Kalir, meanwhile, that he always knew the next chapter would be bigger than Fallout, saying Fallout really grew because of all the characters and emotions we were putting into the story. I knew I wanted to expand the cast, and I knew I wanted to give each one of those characters more to do, so the movie was going to be bigger and longer than Fallout. And there's even a report that there's a 90-minute director's cut that could be made, but we don't know about that yet. At which point I said, why are we fighting this? Why are we going to try and jam this into two hours? Let's just break it in, in, in half and make it two movies. Ace, he added reflecting on the decision. That really was the round rationale behind it being a two-part movie. It wasn't just that the story was bigger, but that we wanted more motion to the movie. Paramount Pictures were receptive to the idea of splitting it across two films, but production of the two titles didn't come without its challenges. There was a lot of planning, coordinating, and managing that needed time, of logistics side to sit on the shoot of the shoot saying it was complicated by the fact that certain things in Part 2 required stopping Part 1 to shoot them, whether it was, chal- whether it was because of weather or action ava- actor availability, and so all well, the other challenges that were confronting the mo- this movie while we were making it, there were challenges to stopping it in the middle, and not even knowing what the full movie was, just trying to predict what it was in the second film. The two films were supposed to be filmed back to back, but the production faced setbacks amid COVID. Principal photography eventually kicked off in March 2022. Though McQuarrie admits they still haven't figured out the ending. What? I don't know what the ending of Part Two is, so I couldn't tell you. I'm not being evasive. I could tell you that I know what the end Part Two is, but I can't guarantee that will be the ending when we get there. Tom and I were never obsessed over executing the plan. We always have a direction. We have always have a place where we're going. In retrospect, it sounds as though we would what we do is just flying by the seat of our pants and making it up as we go along. That's not an accurate decision. You definitely you're definitely flying in a direction, you're definitely prepared. You couldn't be the cavalier without somebody getting seriously physically hurt. These things are planted within an inch of their life along the way. Hey, we see as a shiny object and go for it. And then everyone goes crazy because Tom Cruise is insane. So, Final Fantasy 16's PC version is in development, but uh, it doesn't have released it yet due to the exclusivity, and it could take a while, especially when porting over it for optimization efforts. So, The Flash. Did not do so well. And remember all those uh, cameos that suddenly came out of nowhere? During the interview with Screen Rant, the film's supervising sound editor Nancy N- knew It revealed some shocking details about where some of its audio was sourced from. The cameos, uh... <sighs> oh, God. They used YouTube. Damn. Like, it's just so bad. I have not watched it. I refuse to watch it, considering how much protected Ezra Miller was. And the fact that the director even came out and said that about the CGI saying, it intended to suck, therefore it's okay. What? Yeah, that's a terrible idea to go with. So, yeah, that had happened. And... Yeah, back also in June and throughout July, all 15 Dragon Ball movies were released on Crunchyroll. Yay! So that was awesome. Oh, and um, while there is no final decision just yet on the future, E3 2024 and 2025 are canceled according to the tourism board of Los Angeles. But ESA has said no, no final decision yet. And I'm just that guy sitting in the background being like, look, it's over, man. EA's E3 is done. E3 is done. It didn't came out this year. It's clearly not coming back. I'm pretty sure that Mighty Keith skit is going to be more and more haunting as it goes by. It's a dope. It's over. Oh, and speaking of uh, things that should be over, Todd Howard continued to speak. So, remember how Todd Howard was bragging about how there's over a thousand planets that have life on them? A thousand planets that have a thousand planets in the game of Starfield? So, it's revealed that only 10% of Starfield's 1,000 planets have life on them. So, if you were a betting man... 100 planets. So, 100 planets are only interesting here. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so effing clear. So... How about just make a bunch of planets that do have procedurally generated content? Or was that just too much to ask? They talk about how handcrafted it is, and, and it's the most handcrafted version of, of, of any Bethesda game. It's like. <sighs> Can we just. I just hope this game's good, regardless of Todd Howard's massive lies. And I really still think he should have been over. But enough about that. Metal Gear Solid 4 is finally free from PC3, PlayStation 3, as part of Elite Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 2. My god. So, um... Metal Gear Solid Guns of the Patriots finally coming out of their trap, trap state. Uh... Oh, man. That's gonna be awesome if it does happen. So... Marvel also told the Secret Invasion, speaking of stealth stuff, um, Marvel told Secret Invasion director not to read the comics before making the show. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. When it comes to the Secret Invasion comic and the Secret Invasion show. So, Secret Invasion comic is... Eh, but yeah, judging by how they try to go for this secret invasion compared to the other one, here, here's the best way to describe Marvel's secret invasion. Dark Knights of Steel by Tom Taylor is a much more authentic version of what secret invasion should have been on in the comic world. Does no one see the problem here? Yeah, so we talked about how the show was taking a different route compared to the comic, and it's like, well, duh, they, they can't accurately do the comic because Secret Invasion isn't really a secret invasion in 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 the comic. It, it, it's like is op- full-blown assault. So, yeah, it's just a massive fight, 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 fight. A minimal character development, fight, 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 and probably going to kill all the scrolls, but that never happens with Hawkeye. Fight, 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 fight. And, and Norman Osborn creating a cabal with uh, Emma Frost, Doctor Doom, Loki, who's a female in this because Loki likes to change his gender all the time. Uh, let's see, the Hood. Yeah, yeah, there's a character named the Hood, and uh, and Namor. So yeah, it, it makes sense since none of those characters besides Namor and yeah, basically, Namor. i mean, like, we could say Norman Osborn, but he's from the so, but he's from the Toby Maguire Spider-Man universe. So no, yeah, unless Norman Osborn's going to be established in the MCU in that epi- in an episode, which didn't happen. But like, come on, they're not going to have Norman freaking Osborn show up in a Secret Invasion as his debut. They're going to show him up in Spider-Man if they do it. By the way, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, El Muerto, that wrestler wrestler movie of Spider-Man's villains. Well, uh, according to Deadline, the film is still in development, even though Bad Bunny has quit. Um, and, uh, but the we had to remove it from the, but removed it from the schedule because uh, uh, because the ongoing strike and Bad Bunny's touring dates. And I'm just that guy that's like, why is this even a thing? I, I, is this like wait this is a real character like I get you didn't have bone Saw because Rat Macho Man Randy Savage oh yeah is no longer with us but really and Diablo 4 newcomers are horrified to learn they must they have to start a new character to play season 1 content I pity all of you I, I really generally do also, Star Wars: The Old Republic development uh, has been shifted around, as Byron has announced that they are moving from being the developers of Star Wars: The Old Republic and going to a third-party developer. Uh, and it was an- and people were worried it was not going to go into maintenance mode, saying like there's still big plans for the game. And yes, and that how The Old Republic is still going to be a thing, and they're going to add more content, and always have a thing. But, yeah, it was a concern period with the maintenance mode fear, but luckily they're still making content. I wish they made it for consoles, though. Meanwhile, M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Trap, is set to be a psychological thriller, shocking, set at a concert. So, is this the part where uh, a giant monster arrives and eats everything in the building, or the building is the monster? because that's not going to be that's not a good twist like at all it, it's not a good twist if they go that route uh, but, uh yeah um, yeah just yeah meanwhile uh my adventures with superman I talked about that earlier with the casting of Superman Lois David Cornswain and uh Rachel Brosnahan Uh, the popular My Adventures with Superman series has been doing pretty damn well, and they're even getting a season two already in the works, according to the producer, though that probably will be delayed due to all the chaos going on. So, you may immediately start crying that we have to wait longer. Wait longer. Wait longer. Oh... Um okay. Okay. Uh, 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 I know what I'm about to say is insane, but do you remember that Barney movie that people were talking about? <laughs> According to an interview with the New York with the New Yorker, Mattel executive revealed that the upcoming take on the talking dinosaur is more for grown-ups. I care they they say it's surrealistic and and it's for adults and it's gonna be a more heartbreaking take and I'm like oh my god so th- th- this is the idea they said someone and some Hollywood elite sat in their offices bored out of their mind looking at their old stuff and someone pointed said hey remember Barney oh, Oh, the talking dinosaur I love you you love me won't you say you love me too and all that and of course the, the executive the, the people the producer decided to go ahead and say what if we what if someone did love him now if I was the person in charge of hearing the pitch, pitches of these movies I would just say get out Because why why do we, (laughs) this is the thing, I I have been so freaking annoyed by this logic. So they're basically trying in my my eyes, trying to demoralize the future of humanity more so. And I'm like, look, you don't need to demoralize the future of humanity, we're doing that already by turning these iconic children's cartoons and and, and programs into eldritch abominations. We already have the Winnie the Pooh debacle, where they turn Winnie the Pooh to a serial killer. Yes, that's a public domain movie. That was an actual thing. And I want to cry. So yes, I'm still mad about that. It's just why do we have to take all these innocent children's properties and twist and contort them into this darker, edgier world? Can't they just be reaffirming why we were so why we were so optimistic about the future instead of trying to tell us that everything sucks and there's no point in hoping? I already get that with public news nowadays. And if I was insane, I would be listening to Fox News more. Than the essential stuff I already have heard. And the insanity that comes with it. So anyways, back to uh, positive stuff. Black Panther is getting a video game from EA. So that's immediately a concern. But it's been reported that this is a single-player action-adventure game. Yay! Okay. Now, it's in development. There's no mention of it. There's no mention of a release date or anything. But. But. It's including some of the developers of Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. And I'm like, my god. It is being led by Kevin Stevens, who was the Monolith Production Studio head during the development of Mordor. And on that. And EXA, others who worked on Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, along with veterans of Halo Infinite, Call of War, Call of Duty, are already part of the team cliffhanger. My god. So can we get Namor and Chachala in this and, and have them bicker at each other, trying their best not to stab each other in the same room with everyone watching? But, uh, yeah. Also, speaking uh, of comic books, uh, James Gunn had to reassure people that Doom Patrol season four part two will be released given the insanity that has happened with the canceling of projects when they're already done. Also, um, Jennifer Gardner, remember her? She played Electra in the in the Daredevil in the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, and, and her own movie. Yeah, you remember her? Well, she's back. She's playing Elektra Natchios, and I'm still saying we need to get. I, I'm pre and I. That, it, it, she's returning in Deadpool three. In fact, it's been rumored that. A lot of actors are coming back from Deadpool Three, which is ranging from um, Wolverine all the way to the original trilogy X-Men. I'm not kidding. And there's even rumors going around that Cassandra Nova, the X-Men villain that destroyed Genosha and was subsequently resurrected back by the X-Men in Krakoa era, because she's much more trustworthy than the Scarlet Freaking Witch. But uh, yeah, let's ignore the logic gaps in that. And yeah, so this is what I said. I get the feeling the more we are hear in all these announcements, like we're even hearing rumors that Ben Affleck's coming back to play Daredevil from the Fox timeline, that this is all going to lead into basically Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe A- and Cassandra Nova is, is the main villain reportedly. But hearing that... There's a huge probability this is a Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, which is the Fox Marvel Universe. Like There's even rumors that the stick actors are coming back. I pray for them because uh, here's the thing about them, uh, you remember stick that disastrous monster we saw, that people saw and paid hard earned money to go to see and it was bad? Yeah, well, Marvel Comics decided, hey, uh, so we're a bunch of edge lords, so we're gonna just kill the actors in the Punisher comic. What? Like, uh, do you not see the problem with what you just said here? Like, why is it their fault? Why not just blame the director? Uh, we could, or take a shot at Fox. They're the ones who reportedly edited it down to death. Uh, uh okay. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hearing this reunion, it's basically gonna be the big Marvel Fox reunion. Deadpool kills the Marvel Fox universe. Oh, and the Coen brothers breaking up, uh, they're getting back together for another movie. Just saying in an Empire Magazine interview, saying, I'm working on something with Joel now, and didn't say anything else. So, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings star, Shimalu, has given a sad update about it. Uh... Um, the Marvel store confirms Shang-T2 won't head to the big screen anytime soon, was told it would follow Avengers, he said, but that keeps pushing back to circumstances beyond my control. I hope I have more concrete news to share soon during an, MA- during an Ask Me Anything on threads, which we'll get into in a sec. But, uh, yeah, I have not watched Shang-Chi because remember, I lost interest in the Marvel universe, the Marvel Cinematic universe, in fact, in all superhero comics and movies, superhero movies and TV, because there's just so much to consume to the point that it's, like, overbearing to deal with and keep me of by all the continuity hiccups and snarls they've been making lately. So, anyways, remember how I mentioned threads? So, yeah, um,. So, Elon Musk threatened to sue Facebook Meta because of the launch of the rival social network Threads by saying that, um, that, uh, Elon Musk, being the whiny baby that he is, decided to make accusations that have no logical explanation whatsoever. But, um, as you can tell, I am not a fan of Elon Musk in any way possible. But let me just try and translate what he's basically saying from uh, from the uh, post, from the email that he sent. But let me transcribe it in the best way I know how in my own terms. Dear Mark, you are a big poopy head for providing an alternative and hiring people I fired months ago and are no longer bound to contracts. I'm threatening legal action instead of being a more user-friendly service because that requires being a good boss. With regards, Elon Musk. And I'm just that guy sitting here saying, you're fooling no one. Like Elon, you're clearly being demented. Ever since you chain rebranded Twitter, you clearly have gone demented more than ever. So yeah, uh, he's saying, so Metis was being accused of having hired the people that Elon Musk fired months ago. Please note they were fired months ago, so any trade secrets that might be available is saying that how they systematically, willfully and awfully misappropriation of Twitter's trace secrets and intellectual property. or a scraping of Twitter's data. Like, like in the legal letter they claim that X-Tour stuff helped create the copycat threads that I and mean, it's like, dude, do, do, do you just not hear the crap that has come out of your mouth? Yeah, they might have denied deny these claims, but um, yeah, they're, they're playing. But Elon Musk is still being the de- denial madman that he is. So, do you remember Zack Snyder's upcoming Netflix film, *Rebel Moon*? Okay, let me just explain this. So, Rebel Moon, I was marginally excited for it. But then Zack Snyder came out and said he wants it to start being the start of a new cinematic universe. And I was like, okay, I quit. Can we just tell a story first, then do the cinematic universe later? Or just make a compiled trilogy and move on with our lives, not make everything a freaking shared universe? Like, I like it, cool and all, but like. We're there's just too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing. So, yeah, it, it, it's so annoying. Uh, yeah. But um. Moving on from that, we're back with John Wick. John Wick 4 had an original alternate ending that was much less ambiguous. I don't know, I haven't seen it, but apparently there was supposed to be a thing where John was dead and they didn't know, but they filmed an alternative take if test audiences didn't like the one where it was ambiguous, where John Wick is confirmed alive, though John Wick 5 has been been pretty much put in production at this point, so it's more or less pointless, unless you're gonna just kill him off and make John Wick Jr which I hope mm, doesn't happen. Oh, also speaking of movie flops, uh, Amazon's The Citadel plan uh, reportedly was a $250 million flop. That was a one season thriller for $250 million. so I pity them as little as I can. Meanwhile, Disney Plus has angered subscribers out to pulling an original sci-fi movie called Crater less than two months after it was released. Okay. 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 This is why physical media should be more and more more rebirthed everything if this is how we're gonna live our lives with this or pirate it because at this point it's like if you're not gonna keep if you're not like all these contents aren't gonna come to streaming or just gonna come to streaming and never be released on physical media or itunes or anything like that no we're, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna scrap the whole thing and and, and screw everyone over who may have liked it That's why I will always want more physical media, because this is the future we're going to be dealing with from now on, if this keeps going. (sighs) Yeah. Xbox and Bethesda reported that they are attending Gamescom 2023. Hooray! I so do not care. (laughs) Let's just hope it's good. Oh, and the Walking Dead Rick and Michonne spinoff was confirmed, and yeah, they're back, so... Yeah, that's the name of the show, The Walking Dead, Rick and Michonne, along with Daryl Dixon having his own show, yeah, so, yeah, but, uh, back to the things, Dial of Destiny team spent three years working on our fans called the AI sequence at the beginning of the Indiana Jones, so, with the de-aging of Harrison Ford and all that. And Mangold even said that he never presented it as time travel. I never really thought it was time travel. There was this press that can frame a story that we can help drive the story. We worked for three years on the opening secrets, but only in the last three days. So people we start calling it the AI sequence at the beginning of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Like, There's de-aging technology for Hollywood, but AI... Uh, I saw clips and images of it. Nothing looked AI to me, but I could be wrong. Oh, and Apple is scaling back production plans on this $3,500 Vision Pro Mixed Reality Headset due to the complexity of its old design. (laughs) So it's going to be a massive pro-consumer product, so that's just insane. Also, One Piece English Dove came to Crunchyroll on July 5th, so that was pretty awesome. All- and Suicide Squad Isekai is coming- is being an anime series developed announced by Warner Bros. Japan and WIT Studios. Yeah, the DC Universe is finally joining the world of uh, anime and it's going to be- an, and its first episodes could be- its first series is going to be about the Suicide Squad Isekai, which is basically where- where a character, where the main character is dead, and then involves the protagonist, usually a pre-normal person, getting transported to a fantasy world full of wonderful, dangerous creatures and powers. Well, it's going to be Harley Quinn who goes through that, and it's going to be insane. So uh, I pray for everything. However, Harley and Joker will lead the show, and they said that this version the Joker will be different and they didn't want to copy any particular iteration and have something completely unique. Hard to do when the Joker is an abusing psychopathic madman who's hell bent on making Batman laugh because he's madly in love with his attention and every crime he commits is basically him saying, notice me! No. So, yeah. But last but not least, to end this episode, Microsoft has won the court battle against the FTC over the Activision Blizzard acquisition and even has a, has and even FTC's appeal has been again has been repealed and has been de- denied denied. So yeah it's look and, and there's even a right there's even a 53 page document talking about the decision by the judge it's long and complicated but basically the motion for a preliminary injunction is denied denied and all that and now that that's happened they're trying microsoft just needs to work out the deal with the consumer with the competition and markets authority cma to come to a different different agreement and that's looking more and more plausible so microsoft wins now can you fire top can you fire bobby kodak Seriously fire him in all the suits. Just just do it after what they've done But that's about it all we have for today. I'll be seeing y'all again next time. Stay tuned for this last outro I'm your Ozark Brown of Neo Reality Collective. I'm looking forward to working again soon on this stuff Feel free to check out my other content. Follow me on Twitter and everywhere. It's called X now. I'm still calling it Twitter. So uh, screw Elon Musk and uh, it's good to be back. I'm hoping this doesn't go on a brick hiatus, but I'm trying to like get myself back into the shape of things with, with content creating. I only just came back to my wrestling stuff, so yeah, I was getting through a burnout period. And work is being a pain, so uh, I won't go into that. But I'll see y'all again next time. Stay tuned for this last outro, and I'll see y'all again. Peace, take care, and have a good day, y'all.